The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Colts Nation, and welcome to the very first episode of Colts Fans in Bills Land. My name is Matt Johnson. Uh, I am a resident of Bills Land who very, very much loves the Indianapolis Colts. My partner in crime, I'll allow him to introduce himself. Uh, Brandon Rogers, big time Colts fan living in this hellhole that we call <laughs> Bills Land. Yeah. Yeah, the Bills Land part, not so much. I like <laughs> Buffalo. I like like you and me. We're like we 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 love where we come from, right? That I don't oh, think yeah. there's, the I, there's great. This area is great, right? We we love our chicken wings. We love our garbage plates. We love yep. beer and blue cheese and in yes. uh, in hard working yes. blue collar. Exactly. Absolutely, exactly. But there's one caveat that comes with being in this area, and that's the miserable, loathsome lives of those bottom <laughs> dwellers. Let me tell you. We're starting off hot early. We're starting off early. Yeah, I mean, we're we. The name of the show has pretty much become as about has come about because guys like me and Brandon and several a lot of Colts fans in the Western New York area have been, uh, and not even just Colts fan to be perfectly honest. You, it's it's if yo know, if it's if you're not a Buffalo Bills fan, you're you're it's a wrap. <laughs> you're trapped. Like, they will murder you if you don't bleed red, blue, and white. It's crazy. They will. They, they, they most certainly will. And that's why we wanted to do this because, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I, I'm on Twitter all the time. Um, and I was telling Brandon before the show, like, you know, I, I've been, I contribute to Bill's wire through USA today, SMG. And, you know, that's kind of coming to an end, but I spent the last three years and you know, very grateful for the opportunity, but I spent the last three years talking about the bills who, you know, it's, it's cool. The area is doing good for itself. The bills are doing good. That's fine. But cool my one. true love, that yeah, but my true love is is the Indianapolis Colts, and 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 that's what I want to talk about. You know, there's a lot of great Colts podcasts out there. One uh, percent better, which uh, Zach Kiefer and Stephen Holder, who are from the Athletic, which I've listened to a couple times. Uh, Bring the Juice podcast is probably the most inspiring out of all of these with uh, Cody Felger and oh boy, I'm Derek Larger. I think I want to say it's Derek Larger. Uh, my apologies uh, for for botching that name. I'm a little under the gun here. Cody's um, a great follow on Twitter too. If you can get a hold of him, he's fantastic. fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's I, I've since I got into the podcasting game a couple years ago with with Two Point Conversation, my other show. Uh, you know, I, I've seen Cody. I, I've seen what he has to offer, and he's he's incredible. Like grassroots kind of guy. Just you know, he, he built himself up, and he's a name, and they're doing really well. They're bringing the Juice podcast. He has like they have like 5,000 subscribers that maybe have exceeded that since then. But, uh, you know, they're just like, yeah, more Colts podcasts. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Why not? 
you're, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I know like sports media around here in Buffalo can get pretty ugly. There's like always wars and stuff between different podcasts and because they're Bills fans, <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> you're probably right. You're honestly probably right. We're here for love. We're, we're here for the love of the game. All right. We do it. We're, we're going to take a, you know, we're not going to let our fandom, uh, you know, objectify our views on what's going on with the team. We're just not, we're not going to sit here and just, it's going to be constant praising for, for everybody and everything, whether it goes right or wrong, we're going to be critical. We want to give you the listeners something to offer. There something to take from all these shows um, of course, but yeah, this is something that we feel deeply about. And uh, you know, for me, I'm just excited because myself and Brandon, we met Jesus 10 years ago. You believe yeah. it's been that long? 10 years ago. Here's the story how we came, uh, uh, we met each other. Uh, I was, he was a pro wrestler. He, he still technically is. Um, I was coming into being hey, a pro wrestler. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. COVID related. Uh, you're taking a COVID retirement. It's COVID for the yeah. Yeah, vacation. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> there we go. Um, it, and I was coming into it and I, 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 you know, I'm going up to this training school in Rochester, New York. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of scary guys there, of course. And coconut walks in and, and I, we just got to conversating. We got, and that's not to say that coconut or what well, we I call him coconut, but Brandon, uh, not to say he's not a scary guy or anything, but you know, we just got to talking cause he was really personable. He still is. He's really personal. Wants to get to know people. And I might've been wearing what during one of our conversations that first summer, I might've been wearing some Colts gear and we just started talking and, and we just kind of hit it off from, from there. And that's always been like a very special bond of our relationship. Even though I don't live in Rochester anymore, you know, we still talk Colts football and it's, it's always really brought us together. Yep. You know, see smart people in Rochester coming together because of football and not being divisive and, Oh, you don't like the bills. Screw you. I'm going to put you through a table. All that fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't, we'll we'll get into some of our, you know, my, my, my bill stadium memories. But but living in Rochester, I actually met way more Colts fans out there than I ever knew here, which I thought was pretty cool. I just found some uh, a lady on Twitter. Uh, she started following me. We got to talking, and she lives in like the east side of Rochester. I never met her in my life. She's but she's a Colts fan from out of there. So um, there's something special. There's something special about the Colts up in Rochester, which I which I certainly do appreciate. So uh, so. For the listeners, the the idea of this episode is we're, we're going to introduce ourselves. We want to show, we want to be relatable to you guys, right? We want to talk about our fandom a little bit, and then we're going to do a season recap. We figured, unfortunately, with the end of the Colts season this past weekend, at the hands of those 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 daggum those why? daggum. Why did it have to be them? I know of, of, all, all, of, teams. <laughs> of all teams, of all teams, those daggum. Buffalo Bills came to an end. We figured let's get to work, right? Let's get to work. We have a long off season. There's a, it's a very important off season to do. And let's very recap. Exciting off very exciting. It, it probably, it might even, honestly, I, it might be recency bias, but it might be one of the most challenging off seasons uh, for Chris Ballard, as far as what he has to deal with. But um, you know, we're going to recap the season. We're going to talk about what went right, what went wrong and, and, and so far, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, Brandon, you know what? Why don't you introduce, like, properly introduce yourself as far like when the love for the Indianapolis Colts came about, early memories, favorite players, stuff like that. Well, you know, I um I got into football a little late. Um, my dad's not a big sports fan, so it's kind of put on me to, to kind of find the love of the game myself. Right. So, for some weird reason, you know, 
I I remember being eight years old and we're shopping for you know school clothing and there's this really cool white and blue jacket like a big one of those big puffy winter jackets it's like yeah no I want that winter jacket has cool little horseshoe on it great again I have no idea anything about football you know I've seen it on tv a couple times they passed by I'm not a big football fan but I saw the jacket I thought that was pretty cool all right, so fast forward probably a couple months, maybe a year after that, and I'm watching TV at my grandmother's house, my great-grandmother. She's a Bills fan. She's swearing up and down, Rob Johnson's trash, what a, get that <laughs> bum out of here, put Flutie back in. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, all right, like, she's the nicest old lady you could ever meet, you know, the glasses, the, you know, she makes cookies and she's fantastic. Like Rob Johnson, the Buffalo Bills has this woman saying every swear word imaginable. I'm like, what the? So then I, I check in. They're playing a team, white and blue colors, little horseshoe. I'm like, oh, they're beating the Bills? Cool. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been hooked. Absolutely hooked with the game of football. So that was probably like, what? Two, uh, it had to have been like 99, 2000, probably something like that. No, uh, yeah, probably about 98, 97 even. No, maybe, no, 98. Because Rob Johnson was like, not, yeah, Rob Johnson was like 98 to uh, 2000 t- time period. And, okay. and trust me, I can understand. We actually just did a, uh, for my two-point show, we just did an episode talking about the whole Doug Flutie, uh, Rob Johnson situation. So that's a right little it, it, of that, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, for, so now I don't know if I, if I started liking the Colts more. Or just hating the Bills more because of what they're doing to my poor old granny. I just, I don't know. <laughs> that could have, been, that that honestly might have been it. It might have been, you know, the right team at just the right time. Uh, you know, did, how dare they disrespect my my granny? Yeah, my grandma. <laughs> you, you, you monsters. You monsters. Monsters, uh, I tell you. <laughs> put Flutie in, damn it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so how'd you, know, you get into the Colts, Matt? Oh, uh, for myself, it, it was, it, it's so, it's such a, you know, wild thing. My dad, you know, I grew up in a B- Bill's household, right? Bill's, my dad loved the Buffalo Bills. My grandfather loved the Buffalo Bills. My uncles all loved the Buffalo Bills naturally. Um, and that's why I, I think it's like pretty crazy too, that, you know, it, you know, it, on your end, your family, your, your grandmother, uh, great grandmother, uh, it, you know, Bill's fan, diehard Bill's fan screaming at the TV and stuff. And you gravitate towards them. Um, and, and I eventually did too. Like, uh, I remember the first draft that I remember watching was Peyton Manning's draft in 1998. And my dad, we were just sitting there just kind of watching. It was like, you know, I wasn't nearly the diehard fan that I am today, but my dad was like, you know what, you know, Matt, that guy's going to be, that guy's going to be pretty good. That Peyton Manning guy, he's going to be pretty good. He he turned out to be something. He turned out to be pretty, (laughs) he's all right. He's all right. Uh, he he turned out to be, to be pretty, um, you know, pretty great for our team and uh maybe we're spoiled maybe it's spoiled us a little bit but you know i've been i've been a fan since 98 you know just kind of watching more so casual throughout you know until i got to high school maybe even college a little bit then i started really growing growing and the last five years i've really been just a super fan so um so yeah it's been like that it's been that we've had you know been through the ups and downs and, and and one thing that i will you know commend being a fan of any other team in Buffalo is all right. 
it, it's true. Nobody probably loves their team more than the than, than Buffalo Bills fans. Like it, it's probably it's it's the God's honest truth. Like I'm not going to debate it. They're a very very passionate fan base. They will do anything, um, you know, for their team because they have nothing else to live <laughs> for. <laughs> well, that part may be true. <laughs> that part may be true. Uh, but all seriousness, uh, you know, that passion, I think I think we're surrounded by it. I think we're surrounded by it. I live 45 minutes from the Bills Stadium. And going to high school, you know, middle school, high school around here, Bills, 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 Bills everywhere. I'm not sure what it was like in Rochester, but I'm sure there are a, there's a quite a big grouping of Bills fans up in Rochester. Uh but you're surrounded by it and you see the, the, how much they love their team and you kind of bring it to your own team. And, and I, I think that's one, that's definitely one thing I'm grateful for when it comes to being a, a football fan in, in, in the Western New York area is that, you know, their passion for their team is unmatched. And I like to think that I kind of bring that to the table with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, like, you want to say fanatical when it comes to their fans? Cause they literally, I don't know how many like bills tattoos I see all over the place, you know, bumper stickers left and right. And again, I've been, Rochester we're about an hour and a half away from the stadium yeah and I want to say the fandom is still as strong here in Rochester as it is in Buffalo my two best friends are Bills fans like diehard Bills fans I think they both have tattoos on them I don't know what you know I think Ralph Wilson brainwashed half the the population (laughs) because honestly I've never seen fans so committed and so passionate about their team and their team hasn't been good. If they've been great, or I, I would get it maybe, but this team has sunk for so long and they've just, you know, just been kicking the ass out of all their fans, literally just punching them in the gut every season. And like, they're still yeah. so loyal. Yeah. They come back asking for more season tickets and, and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's very commendable. Um, it's like an abusive relationship, really. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> they don't sign up for, like, you know, therapy or anything. Like, damn. I, it wouldn't surprise me if if, if some of them did. It, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if some of them did. Uh, it, it, and speaking of being, you know, around that Bills Stadium, uh, you know, which we did, just did mention, do you, wh- when was your first game that you actually went and got uh, – went and gone to see the Indianapolis Colts play, whether at Bills Stadium or, or Lucas Oil or RCA Dome or any of those? Uh, actually, it was the uh... – I don't want to really bring up this memory, but it was, I think the season opener about five years ago, the Colts were coming to town to play the Bills, And, you know, Andrew Luck hype machine was behind them. Oh, they're going to come on. They're just going to just push the buttholes of the bills right on it. Just give them a nice little spanking. And I think it was within the first, maybe the, the first series where Luck went down with a shoulder injury. No one really, you know, he just got knocked down. He continued playing. He played the whole game, but you know, you could tell he didn't have the same zip on the ball. Uh, he tried to hit Dorsett deep, and he just couldn't get it. There was like, man, he he doesn't look the same. And we got beat by the Bills that game. I think he ended up sitting out the back end of that season that led to the infamous shoulder injury, and uh, that yeah. spelled the, the doom and gloom of Andrew Luck. That was. Uh... That was actually my first time seeing them too. That was 2015. Oh, that was 2015. Our first time was together. Seriously, it was together, <laughs> and I didn't even see you at that game, which is which is actually which is pretty cool. That makes this show that much more like uh, intriguing in that regard. Because, uh, yeah, I did go to that game. That was when I, like I said, seriously took an investment in football. I'm like, my Colts are coming to town. Absolutely, I want to go to that game, not knowing 
uh, what I was in store for. I got booed by a, a group of Bills fans. They, they, in the, while tailgating, they eventually gave me some jello shots for being a good sport. But just walking up, I felt like I was having, you know, having crap thrown at me the entire time. <laughs> uh, one of my friends, he, he started like, uh, I'm not going to say it on air, but uh, he started doing some things. I was like, dude, this is, what is this? What what kind of madhouse is this? <laughs> so uh, I've been to very, you know, I try to go when I can. It's sometimes a little too much for me, um, but seeing how those games are and then finally making it to Lucas Oil Stadium and, and seeing how normal people celebrate <laughs> watch football, normal people. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. Like it's a breath of fresh air. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some stuff. I've heard some, some stories and, and some things and uh, of, of how teams with other, you know, other fan bases, they get treated and it's rough. You and know? then I, and I go into Lucas oil and my first game there was three years ago, 2018. Um, and it was to them to watch hosting Tennessee. And division rival they should be like bloodthirsty right you think was, so they were not they were not they were <laughs> sitting next to each other we were you know everybody was cheering for their team it was cool it was everybody was having fun it was a great time the next year they did houston which was a big rivalry which you call me percent under center houston fans are walking all around indianapolis in their jerseys and everything's cool and he gets like spit on no no nobody got peed what? on nobody got beer oh my on goodness i'm like this is what is this place and why do I want to live here? I guess we're not here? in Buffalo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like for a Midwest town, yeah, like a Midwest city, it's like, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I, I can't wait to go back. I really can't. I, I do love it there. It was a brush, breath of fresh air for me to kind of see that. And uh, I was in good company too. I was in very good company too, but to go, just go around, walk around Indianapolis, go see a game at Lucas oil. Um, yeah. Very, very different experience. Uh, still the best one to date, and that is not a bias uh, thing about it. I've been to Cleveland and Buffalo Stadium. I No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know what? Whenever I'm getting crap uh, at the Bills games, you know, I, I always wear my Colts jersey. I'm not scared to show up in Colts gear. Yeah. But anytime someone starts giving me some crap, I got to say, hey, hey, hey. Fuck New England, and then everyone goes with me. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you did tell me that before. It is. It it, it, it does work. It definitely, definitely Absolutely. does work. So, um, I that that is true. That is true. I I'm excited. I'm gonna try and go to the game this up because the Bills are supposed to host Indianapolis this year, uh, to my understanding. So I'm gonna try and make it out. I'm gonna have a posse. We're gonna have a crew, and and I want yeah. I want to go see it. But definitely, Lucas Oil is the, is the. Uh, you know, is, is the be all end all, but you know, of course we can't get to next season without really reflecting on this current and pet, you know, this, this most recent season, which we did we say, we yeah, part, you know? Un- unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, you know, it's, I, I want to just look ahead right away. Trust me. I do. We'll Band-Aid. start doing that next Band-Aid. week. We'll start doing that next week. Is that cool? That I, I guess. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to start looking ahead next week. We just kind of want to give our thoughts. It is the, you know, it, it's it's a couple days after it still stings. It's still fresh in our mind. But, um, you know, I think it, it, obviously we have to talk about what happened before we go on to what, what went wrong or what we have to do to get better. So just an initial synopsis, uh, Brandon, your thoughts on this 2020 season, what made it so special, you know, just just, just in a nutshell, basically your your, your thoughts in hindsight. 
Um, I mean, I think it was really cool to kind of see the, the team come together. We didn't really know, I mean, with whole COVID going on, what, what to expect from, from this team. And, you know, Phil Rivers, is he going to bomb? Is he going to throw 20 picks like he did last year? You know, uh, is our defense going to be any good? And then a uh, first game, you know, we lose Malik Hooker. We lose Marlon Mack. Like, huh? Ouch. What? We lose to the Jaguars. I am just at my wit's end. I, I thought this was going to be our year. And just to kind of see how this team battled back and just showed how we were a full, just a, a team. It wasn't just one guy carrying the whole team, you know, like in years past with Peyton and Andrew Luck, like willing the team to win. But literally, this was the most complete team effort I've seen probably since being a Colts fan. You know, it was fantastic. I mean, Jonathan Taylor coming up out of nowhere when people were dogging him halfway through the year and you know, oh, T.Y., he's nowhere. All of a sudden, again, now he's making the catches that we thought. Phil Rivers looked about 10 years younger. I Going into the season, I had no hope for Phil Rivers. I did not want him. I you know, know he throws a ball ugly. He's immobile. Why, <laughs> why, why? And he made me a believer, man. I am so happy that he's on our team. I'm but, I'm an absolute Phil Rivers fan. Uh, the defense, I, we knew Buckner was going to be a monster, but, I mean, just the way Blackman showed up and, I know Rock Asson gets dogged a lot on the internet, but I think he, you know, he made some improvements this year. I'm excited to see what, how he comes out next year. And Isaiah Rogers, it's fantastic. I think he's going to be a great cornerback and a returner. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled for this team. I just, it left such a sour taste in my mouth, how it ended. It sucked. It no, really sucked. You, you're, you're not wrong. And trust me, the feeling is, is very shared, you know, uh, a, a massive improvement, you know, from, from last year's team. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of hope. You know, last year's team was was a heartbreaker. You know, we all know what happened. I don't have to really repeat it. But two weeks before no. the season, all right, I won't no. say it. I no. won't say it. I won't say it. But a, t- a season that even after all of that started off halfway through with a lot of promise, a lot of okay, this team can do some things, and then it just fell apart in the back half of the season. You know, to go through that, experience that, and then to see what we did this year. Um, was it was cool it was it was fun to be a Colts fan again which uh you know it's been hard to do it you you do it anyways but it's over the last five years it's been a lot of misery uh to go from seven and nine to eleven and five and you know despite all the competition in the AFC this year uh and of course you know you still find a way into the playoffs obviously with the extended spot the seventh seed um like I'm happy for this Colts team that the AFC was really good this year. And I, I think if, if Indianapolis was left out, you know, and it would have been at their own, you know, their own fault if they had been left out. But the fact that they got to compete with the best in the AFC in the postseason really makes me happy. Um, you, you dropped a bunch of names. You dropped a bunch of names. Perfect foundation pieces, right? Perfect foundations. We have we have all the, you know, there's, of course, we're going to have an interesting offseason as far as free agency and stuff goes. But you have all the foundations of a really solid defense, a defense that finished uh, top 10, if I'm not mistaken. I, I have want to say it was number nine, I, th- I think. I have the stats in front of me. As a total defense, they finished eighth overall. Eighth. Nice. Eighth overall in yards allowed, uh, 5,314. As a, rushing def- or as a rushing defense, they finished second, which is pretty remarkable considering some of the teams that they faced. And as uh, a yeah, yeah. And as a passing defense, not so much. Uh, that's something we got to work on. But they were the 20th ranked passing defense. 
But I go and look at the turnaround on the offensive side of things, right? That's what that's what makes me happy. Uh, Indianapolis is, you know, long been an, an offensive team, and now that we have a good defense, you want to see an offense that can match it and help things out and play complementary football. You know, overall, Indianapolis top ten offense. It was number ten, six thousand forty nine passing yards, uh, or excuse me, total yards uh, amongst them as as a passing offense, eleventh with Old Man Rivers. Like, you know, come on. Come on, uh, you know, you and I had our conversation in the offseason about whether we wanted him or not, and and we went back and forth. We had some fun discussions, but, you know, it, this was refreshing to see, especially, you know, Jacoby Brissett, who wasn't the most prolific passer in the National Football League or that we've, you know, we've had at quarterback. And then rushing offense. Yeah, Indianapolis got off to a slow start. They finished – I got the wrong stat line here. I got touchdowns. Um they finished 11th in, in rushing offense as well. I mean, that's is, losing our starter and, and then having a rookie thrown in there. Uh, I'm very happy with how our rushing tech ended the year. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about, right? You could start the year off good, but if you're not playing good in the second half of the season, then it's, it's all for not, you know, unfortunately for Pittsburgh fans, that's kind of what happened. Uh, even though we were on the, the hard way. Yeah. Even though we were on the wrong end of that one too, but um but yeah, just a, just an impeccable foundation to really build off of, you know, a uh, looking at our roster th- this year, the, the, the free agents that were picked up, it, they were all guys who we hoped would live up to expectations, right? We knew DeForest Buckner was going to be solid. Uh, we didn't realize yeah. how solid he would be. Xavier Rhodes, a guy who, who was, would have thought, who would have thought a guy who many thought was a, was washed up in Minnesota two years ago after, after ironically enough, Josh Allen hurtled over him and it's just been downhill from there. We Indianapolis picks him up. All right. And to my understanding, he has a less than 50%. If not, it's pretty close around 50% completion percentage against him. You know, in, in a year, you know, our cornerbacks were growing, they're young Rhodes gave a very nice veteran leadership to the locker room and, and he stepped up big and, and he's somebody who I hope gets extended in this offseason. Again, we'll talk about that next week. Um, and then, of course, uh, for Philip Philip Rivers, for me, um, you know, uh, we needed a guy. Indianapolis needed a guy who could push the ball downfield, right? You know, it, Jacoby Brissett, I think, got into a, 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 a gunslinging match with Jameis Winston last year. And that might have been like his is one of his better aerial games, even though, it, you know, Indy still lost. But we needed a guy who could smartly and decisively uh, push the ball downfield in, in, in very, you know, in very efficient ways. And we got a guy to do that. Everybody, I, I'm on a lot of Colts reds and everyone's just like, Oh, rivers cost us. And, and this and that, and there's, uh, we'll have, we'll have that discussion in a moment, but you know, not even close. We're, what, who else are you going to get this off season, this past off season? You're going to get super no cam. You're going to get super cam. No, sorry. Sorry. That's not going to happen. Tom Brady, you know, I don't, he might've done, done well, but it's like, you know, I I don't think we we don't want that. Even if he would have done well, we don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't, we don't need Tom Brady in the house that Peyton built, Uh, you know, Andy Dalton. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of big names that shifted places, but nobody was big. You know, Philip Rivers, I think was just, he was the perfect fit. The connection with Reich. Absolute perfect fit with his history with Reich. Honestly, if, and I know I was not for it before the season. I'm glad I was proved wrong because he was absolutely the, the piece that we needed. This he year. did. 
He, we needed a leader, and we needed a, we needed a consistency, and like, uh, and and that's why I, I hope you know Jacoby Brissett is a locker room personality, right? A, a great locker room personality. The, the locker room respects him a lot. But we needed that with a with a a seasoned mind, I guess, mind for the game. We 100% did, you know, Andrew Luck's thing. Uh, I'll just call it a thing. It, 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 it was, it was his thing. <laughs> his thingy. Uh, it was a huge setback, you know, in a rebuild. Like it, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, you know, it, it was what it was. Andrew Luck made a choice, whatever. But, you know, to see like teams like, like Buffalo, it just came off of like a very quick, um, build back and I thought they did very very well with it there's other teams that did it and that set us back and I think the the move with Philip Rivers a veteran quarterback who um has limitations every quarterback has limitations but still played efficiently and and put us in the position to win games uh you can't ask for anything better than that I, I'm I'm really hoping he comes back next year I mean you know <laughs> I would gladly welcome him back you know I I would I would but I mean, I'm seeing these young guys out there. You got Josh Allen, you got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. I mean, these are these guys are young, and I don't want to be stuck in that ever rotating door, revolving door of you know, oh, uh, you get this quarterback and get this. No, like we need to find our young guy and for sure, you know, get our horses ready. So I I completely agree. I completely agree. And like I said, we'll go deeper into this conversation next week. Um, but, but I think, you know, you and I talked on my other show uh, that it, if, if rivers does decide to come back and all the, all the cards are right, he's certainly earned his spot. Like it, it he's, he definitely did enough, you know, to, 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 to put this team, like he had, he balled out, honestly, that bills game, it, despite the ending of it, that was my favorite Philip rivers game this season, watching him throw and toss around this, this very coveted bills defense and and push the ball downfield in making these tight window accurate throws and most importantly his biggest criticism uh you know the interceptions he didn't turn Real the picks. ball over he threw two touchdowns and, and made a two-point conversion pass you know he, he did what needed to be done uh, there was just a lot of other instances um you know in that regard so those are the things that oh go ahead sorry go ahead i, I want to i might say from time to time i'm going to these are very controversial things. <laughs> so this is probably gonna be my first very controversial thing to say on this podcast. Hot start. I don't think the better team won on Saturday. I think we were the better team. I thoroughly think that we 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 had we did everything that we needed to do besides a couple we, we that missed field goal sucked. That missed field goal sucked. Oh, for sure. For sure. Love blank and chip, that sucked. Uh Trey going off sides, that blew my mind. I, I, I called it. They're, they're not snapping the ball. They're not snapping the ball. Yeah, he's not. And then, of course, he jumped, and it blew my mind. Um, I know people have been critical of Reich going for it on fourth down. I like the play call there. I didn't like the play call on third down beforehand. The toss off to the left? No. No, go straight forward, man. I honestly think we lost points because we did the toss, and we didn't just back straight ahead. I I, I I agree. I, I certainly agree. The Bills, you got to give them, you know, that Bills defense, love or hate them, got to give them credit for it. You know, it was a well-defended um, thing because I think maybe people were expecting it and they were trying to think outside the box a little bit. But, but you know, you are right. My my keys to victory for this Bill, uh, for the Colts team ahead of the Bills game was, yo, you got, you're going to have to call a perfect game. And it was really, really close. Just a couple things didn't go the Colts' way. And but they, they played like a team that could beat anybody. 
And we all know how good the Bills have been playing the last half of the season. Yep. And and the Colts took it to them. They didn't cower. It wasn't a blowout like like all the Bills fans were saying. I still I had some lady in our, our Facebook pages inbox today saying she she wouldn't like the page because she was a she was a Bills fan and uh, Bills fan and they 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 took it to us this week. And I'm like, yeah, you walked away with the victory, but yeah, you didn't you didn't smoke us. You didn't smoke us. Um, Bills fans know they were lucky to to win on Saturday. And it was a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I didn't walk away thinking that they were the better team. Oh, this is sad. Uh, I, I just got a notification. The offensive tackle, Jared Valdir, he was with the Colts. He's just yeah. signed with the he just signed with the Packers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him anymore. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, so wait, we we let him go, and now he's gonna go play in the the rest of the playoffs with the Packers. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? All right. Cool. That's a new thing. For, that's a new thing. That's interesting. Um, right. good for hey, I hope he gets a ring. He he played great. Uh, you know, on short notice. On short yes. notice, he did really, really good. Yeah. He filled in, and and our line looked like it had all year with with Costanzo you know, and all that. Honestly, I hope that you know he goes to Green Bay. They win a ring, but he sweet talks Aaron talk about how great of a city Indy is. Yeah. Hey, they got your love. You got your ring. You don't need to stay in uh, Green Bay anymore. Hey, Rod, let's let's go over to Indy and see how the water tastes, huh? <laughs> would not hate it would not hate it uh so those are the things that went right this year right i, I think you know the 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 team record improvement the the free agents brought in the trades made our rookie draft class i was very very fond of uh you brought up some great names now it's time to be a little little critical you know what went wrong this year in 2020 for the Colts. Why aren't they playing into next week? Why wasn't their record better? Why weren't they AFC South champions? What went wrong for Indianapolis this, this, this year? Um, I know a lot of people have been critical of Frank Reich and, you know, his play calling. It's just, I feel like it's so Dr. Jekyll, you know, Mr. Hyde, just tale of two teams. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're super aggressive and we're super hot and, you know, that, that can bite us in the butt sometimes. Sometimes it, it, it did. No, and then other times it's just like, why are you calling that play at this moment right now? The preset package is terrible. I hate it. You know, okay, yes, oh, we need him to, to dive ahead for a yard on, on third and one, fourth and one. Great. But every time you come out there, there's no threat for him to throw the ball because you want to have him throw the ball when you have Phil Rivers on the sideline. Right. Don't. You know, uh, that frustrated me to no end. Him just trying to shoehorn Brissett in there. And I know I love Jacoby. I was a champion for Jacoby. I wanted him to start before we even signed Phil Rivers. I said, no, give Jacoby another year. But Phil Rivers was the better quarterback on the team. And to take snaps away from him just to give him to Brissett frustrated me to all to all hell. Yeah. Um, I, certainly, that, I, I, I certainly agree with it. Let's, let's, touch on, let's touch on that if you don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah man, go for it. I, 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 I certainly agree. You know, even the Jacksonville game, I, I, I can't, I couldn't tell exactly, but Rivers looked frustrated being on the sidelines with the, with some of the Jacoby, pre, you know, because the team was starting to do its typical second half slide, right? And yeah. and, and, and he was out there, uh, not extending drives, just things weren't working. Yeah, you're right, right. He wasn't a pass threat at all. The couple times we put him out there, uh, Jacksonville game stands out a lot to me. They put him in a shotgun and, and he did nothing with it. I'm just like. Bro, all right, come on. You know, it it was cool every it was cool every now and then for a laugh and 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 haha, he got you kind of thing. But I think overall, it's it's a it's a momentum swing, 
right? Yeah. Philip Rivers is hot. Philip Rivers is, is, is playing really good. And, you know, he's, he's playing fairly well and you're going to pull him out. And I understand you don't want Philip Rivers diving for, you know, diving for it. He's not that kind of guy anymore. He's, he's, he's with a foot injury. You can't. Yeah. Get it. You're hundred percent right. But it, it, there was a couple instances where I just felt it was just unnecessary. It's like, you know, just hand it off to Taylor or, or Hines or Wilkins or whoever he had it back. And, you know, it's just, it, like I said, momentum is a very real thing. It, it's all about, keep building, building, building. I, I, I noticed just a momentum shift. A lot of the times went some, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, especially those games that, that Indianapolis fell where he just, he was brought in. And like I said, he's a very spirited guy, but something didn't work out. And it's just like, Oh, you know, we're punting. Maybe Philip would have got that. And I'm not a stat junkie. Stats are fun, but you know, the stats aren't to live and die for, but you know, it, it took away possibly some touchdowns, some yardage and, oh. And other things from from Philip Rivers. I mean, four thousand yards, four thousand plus yards is is fantastic, uh, in all, of course. But uh, you know, he, he, there was definitely some meat on the bone uh, after those packages. A hundred percent. I mean that, and I think our defense kind of like really guilty of of killing our momentum too. You know, I feel like as soon as we get a lead, they'd want to start playing prevent. They play softer and. You know, I think that was a big part of why we, we didn't beat Pittsburgh, you know, uh, why we you know didn't beat Jacksonville week one. Like, what the heck was that? Uh, Gardner Minshew goes 21 for 21, something stupid like that. Like, come on. Yeah, he had like a perfect like, passer rating. I was just like, what? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think our defense just, you know, played a little too off much. I'd like to play him a little more press coverage at the line. Yeah. You know, during the Bills game, there's a point where they needed three yards and the guys are playing seven yards off the line. Why? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, that and honestly, COVID. I think COVID was legitimately, legitimately the reason why we lost the Tennessee Titans the second time. No I Buckner, mean, no Autry. I think Taylor was out that game too. Taylor it was a close a- contact. Cl- Taylor was a close contact. Yep. Yeah. So I-, I think COVID was a big reason why we lost. Yeah. And if not, we would have scraped the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry. So suck it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And now we're both now we're both golfing in January. Now both our teams are That's golfing it. in January. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything comes full circle. But uh but but you are right. The defensive issue, like our, our pass rush was was great. Uh I do want to I, I did want to see some improvement. I felt like I didn't hear Justin Houston's name a whole lot this year, which, uh, which is a little disappointing. And I, that might have, you know, a bit of an impact with, uh, with, with free agency, but the pass rush was, was, was significant. Like I said, when they were healthy, uh, when DeForest Buckner was in there being a wrecking machine and all the pieces were healthy, you know, they, they could stop people, right? I don't think Derek Henry has a 250 yard game on us the second time. If, if the pieces are there and, and that's no excuse, it's a next man up type game. Uh, but that was certainly that was certainly a uh, you know a, a disappointment. The, the secondary, outside of Xavier Rhodes, uh, you know, Yassine drew a lot of flags, unfortunately, uh, and, and he gave up big plays. It, it became to the point where he was being targeted by yes. by some of the quarterbacks, and that's always a uh, you know that's not a good stigma to have when when quarterbacks are like, oh, just whoever's lined up on that guy, we're just gonna go go against him, and we're gonna get we're gonna move the ball, and it, it certainly put. The Colts in a lot of compromising positions. I thought um, I can't remember some of the games exactly, but you know, here they are. They're getting big defensive stops, and oh, there's a flag. 
you know, all uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh kind of pulling jump out to my mind. I said, yeah, know, picking on Yassin. I mean, Yassin gets God's hits too. I think he picked off a Rod, and uh, he did. I think he he did. may have gotten one, one, two, but you know, it, again, he's very hot and cold. So I think he's still young. I think he's only like twenty three. He'll learn. He'll oh, learn. Sure. I, I still see a lot of potential in him. It's a project. Yeah, you're right. It, it's the young guys thing, and, and that's why like I'm uh, we're we're so excited. But um, yeah, there was some early like. Eberflus was getting some early like criticism because of the, the way that at least the secondary played, right? That's the most important thing. We're in a very pass heavy league. I know there are teams who still run the ball down people's throats, your Tennessee Titans, your, you know, Green Bay does a pretty good job of it. There's other teams that run very, very well. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Perfect yeah. point. Uh, but you have to have that secondary ready to go. And, and while, you know, the Colts, from a grade perspective, we're, we're, we're relatively respected. The way that they gave up big plays, I think, put us in a lot of compromising positions too. Uh, I honestly think if it, you know, it, and it's again, it's complimentary football, but uh, if some of those bad things had gone correctly, uh, this team, and this is not me being biased, I feel like this could be a 14 and 2, 15 and 1 football team right now. I honest to God believe that. The only team that I think really, truly outplayed us, you know, from top, start to finish was the Cleveland Browns the game that I was at. And, you know, there was injuries and stuff. Again, no excuses. But this Colts team was 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 good enough to go and play with the best of the AFC, with the best of the NFL. They beat the NFC number one seed in Green Bay. So uh, so uh, th- those are the things that I think I I, I obviously want to see addressed going, you know, we'll talk about it again next week, but those are things I want to see addressed in free agency trades uh, in, and we do have a tighter cap. We will have a tighter salary cap space too, um, you know, in, in the long run. But uh, what I guess, I mean, we're, we're kind of winding down a little bit here. Uh, favorite, any like favorite moments or anything that really, really like stood out to you throughout this, uh, this entire season, man. Um, uh, there's a couple that Green Bay game uh, that went into the W in overtime was great. I love that. The uh, the second Houston game when uh, Maniac popped out that bump, the fumble right there on the one. Oh my yeah. God. Like that had me going. Uh, watching Taylor run wild on the Jaguars that's in clinch the playoff game. That was fantastic. And I think, you know, kind of seeing just the emergence of, of Pittman and, and Taylor, you know, seeing these rookies that just came out and balled out knowing that these guys are going to be cornerstones of our foundation for probably the next five years at a minimum. Yeah. I'm just, I'm super pumped to see that. And yeah. Uh, just seeing the, the growth of our players and, and Buckner coming out and just being the defensive leader that we all hoped he would be. Uh, that was really cool. Really I, cool to see. I certainly agree. You know, like I said, the, the Buffalo bills game was probably the best one that they played, but the best one that they won was undoubtedly that green Bay game. It was the, the most complete game that Frank Reich had called all season. Uh, probably all regular season uh, from weeks, you know, all the way throughout, you know, the, 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 the chess match and keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field and, and running the ball, which is something that, you know, the team got away from a lot, this, this, this in the back half of games. And it did another thing that cost us uh, that, that was like a monumental victory. Cause that was one of those games where uh, you look at it on the schedule going into it. And I'm just, and that was one of the few, you're just like, I hope our team's ready for this. I hope. And they, they were, and they were, and like, right. They played in Indianapolis. It's probably one game that I really wish I got to go to this year. Um, 
was that one, but, but you are right. It, it is the emergence and, and take it, just take it a, st- a step back and, and ignoring the fact that, you know, some of these losses and, and especially this heartbreaking one against Buffalo here in wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend at that. And, and just seeing how like, yeah, the future is now, you know, Chris Ballard, we've been saying, you know, Chris Ballard is, 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 you know, he, he's so great. He's, he's making all these picks and the team is finally coming, but yeah, when you're rookie class and you're young guys who are a lot of them under 25 years old, 26 years, under 26 years old, um, are playing to that level. And you hope, you know, most sports trajectory is that players get better over time. Very, you know, it, it happens all the time that some players get worse for some reason, but players are supposed to get better over time. And knowing what these guys brought to the table this year, like I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm ecstatic to see what Michael Pittman has to offer next year. I'm excited to see what Jonathan Taylor, no slow starts and hopefully training camp and all that stuff gets figured out way beforehand. There's more time, uh, you know, with these guys to, to be better and be prepared. The the sky's the limit. And I've, this is the most optimistic I've felt after an off season in the last probably five to six years. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The most optimistic I've seen, uh, you know, and like the 2018 one, I was like, oh, cool. You know, Andrew Luck will be back next year and, and this and that. But then you look at it, it's like, yo, the defense really wasn't ready yet. The, the no. defense was, wasn't like there yet. And the offensive pieces just weren't there yet. We were still just hanging on. And but this year, I'm just like, yo, I know deep down in my heart that if they nail this free agency, this offseason trades, drafts, that this team belongs with the best of them and can compete with a Buffalo bills next year, can compete with a Kansas city can, you know, go toe to toe with, with, with a Baltimore or, you know, Tennessee or whoever, whatever else gets thrown at us. I think the, I think they have the NFC West next year. I think they're going, they're pretty, I, I, I think, you know, you know, and, the, Hey, bring it <laughs> seriously, seriously, no. you know, the, there's unlimited optimism and you know, it's, the way they ended, it stinks. The, the loss stinks. But the overall big picture, you always want it now. Everybody wants it now. But the overall big picture is I think it's working out. And, you know, the the window might be tightening. It, it, it might be. Big contracts coming uh, in all this stuff. But, like, I, I really, truly feel like we can do it next year. I really do. You know, and we're just missing that, that one big piece of the puzzle. Who Who's going to be throwing the ball next year? That's true. That's that's my main concern. But besides that, I'm right there with you. I think that, you know, honestly, this is going to be one of the better teams in the NFL minus quarterback. You take any quarterback off of any team, you stack our team against theirs. I think we're top four. I agree. Easy. I certainly agree. And uh, we are going to to debate who that person could be uh, starting next week. But Colts fans, Colts Nation. Uh, whatever you, uh, whatever we call ourselves these days, there's a lot. Uh, we have a lot of nicknames, but thank you. Uh, thank you for, if you're tuning into this, thank you for giving us a chance. You know, there's, trust me, this is going to get more refined, uh, you know, as, as we move on, but we're going to be with you. We're going to drop weekly episodes. We might jump to two episodes during the season. Maybe we'll see. Um, we'll see how scheduling and all that stuff works, but you're at least going to get one episode from us every single week. So give us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking, uh, any ideas, you know, we're, 
we we take constructive criticism very very well so we're pleased uh, down here help us <laughs> seriously. yeah seriously so any ideas you have to help out our show or you know just just tell us we're doing a good job uh it would delight us because this is a new avenue for me uh you know being able to just hone in on one team one team that i love you know not just me excuse me that we love very very much in a region that we we love but we'd rather be in indianapolis so <laughs> we all right uh brandon is there anything you want to say in closing my friend matt how do you feel being a colts fan in bill's land today at this very moment i'm confident and i remember every single thing uh, i remember every single thing that has been said to me over the last 20 years and I can't wait to prove you guys wrong. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling mighty optimistic and well, I will never ever use my fandom as a Colts fan to make you, uh, any other fans feel bad. Uh, I remember everything and trust me when that day comes, you are going to know and remember everything you said to people like myself and Brandon. <laughs> yes. And sir, <laughs> believe that. Uh, we don't have a catchy, a cool catchphrase or anything, but uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for supporting Colts fans in Bill's land. And we are excited to talk to you next week. Go Colts. Hashtag for the Go show. Go Colts. Hashtag for the show. Fucking Bills. <laughs> <laughs>